Praise the Lord. It's so good to be here tonight. Uh, we turn our Bibles to um, John chapter 6 tonight. Amen. As we read from the 66th verse. Amen. It's a big chapter. Amen. John chapter 66. John chapter 6, beginning with the 66th verse. Amen. Praise God. And it says, from that time, many of his, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, will ye also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and assure that thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Amen. One of the things I've learned, amen, um, I, I got saved when I was 14 years old, long time ago. Amen. What I've learned over, over the many years since I've been saved is that, amen, that, that decision, praise God, to give my life to Christ, amen, is only the beginning of many other decisions, amen, to continue trusting God. Amen. That, that as he reveals himself to me in the book of John, amen, really uh, shows that well, that Jesus reveals himself to us over a lifetime. Amen. That he, re he, re he, re he, he reveals himself to us as savior. Amen. Praise God. But then over a lifetime, he, be he continues to reveal himself over and over again. Amen. Praise God. And, and, and as we look across the room tonight, I'm sure, amen, that, amen, you can speak of what Christ has revealed himself to you as. There's someone here, amen, that perhaps Christ has revealed himself as a healer, amen. Some have, God has revealed himself as a provider. The Lord has revealed himself in so many ways. And I can attest that God, amen, uh, is a revealer and is a rewarder, amen. And God uh, continues to show us who he is. As he reveals himself to us, amen, it, it, it should elicit from us a response, Praise God. We have to respond to God's revelation to us. Uh, he, he desires that, amen, not just that we respond on that day, amen, but, but the test of uh, a true uh, fellowship with God, the test, amen, to, to say whether I really, amen, will follow him all the way is how I respond day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. It's not just one, it's a choice to continue to follow the Lord. Amen. Our choice then to follow the Lord, amen, really speaks to what motivates us to serve God. Amen. As we, amen, look over our lives, amen, we have to confess that, amen, our motivation uh, changes over a lifetime. Amen. I remember when I was, when I got saved, I'll be honest with you, the day I got saved, I, I, I tell this story often. Uh, I came to the altar that day and probably like a lot of young people who come to the altar, you didn't, I didn't know that that was the day I was going to get saved. I came to the altar cause I was 14 years old and every time service ended, my dad looked at me and I went to the altar. Amen. On that day, hallelujah. As I prayed, amen. The words that I mimicked over and over again, that day, something happened. Amen. 
And I meant it from my heart. And all of a sudden, the tears flooded in my heart. Amen. And I, and I began to really give Jesus my life and, and, and cry and have that brokenness of heart. Amen. Praise God. And so what motivated me that day was the joy that I felt in my heart. Amen. But over a lifetime, amen, God tests my motivation. What motivates you tonight is the question to follow him. This book of uh, this chapter of six of the book of John shows us, amen, that there are many different motivations for why people serve him. Amen. As the book of as as the as the book opens up, we see, praise God, Jesus, amen, is doing miracles and Jesus is blessing people. And the Bible says the multitude followed him. Praise God. What, what we realize here, amen, is that everyone has a different motivation for following Jesus. It, and, and the multitude, there are many, praise God. You, you notice that, amen, the, the further you get from Sunday morning, the smaller the crowd gets. <laughs> amen. Because we're motivated by uh, those who, amen, uh, come with the multitude are motivated by something different than those as the crowd gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Amen. As the as the multitude followed Jesus, the Bible shows us clearly that they followed him. Amen. Because he blessed them. Amen. He was given uh, he, the, the, the multitude came and Jesus saw the multitude and his heart was touched for the multitude. And so, amen, Jesus sat down with the multitude and blessed them and gave them bread. Hallelujah. And amen. He, he would have compassion and he asked, it says, do we have anything? And he broke bread and he gave fish that day. And the Bible says 5,000 souls were blessed. Praise the Lord. And as we looked at the 5,000, amen, uh, there was never really a need for commitment from the 5,000. All they had to do to receive this blessing that God gave was just follow Jesus that day. Amen. There are many, praise the Lord, in, in, in the world today, not, not here at this church, of course, but there are many, amen, so-called Christians who, who follow Jesus simply because he blesses them sometimes. They follow because, amen, not because of any uh, deep determination in their heart to follow him, but because he, he, being around the church and being around people of God, there are blessings and benefits that just come, amen, being around the people of God. Amen. And it, it costs them nothing. It costs you nothing to be a part of the crowd. It costs us nothing to be a part of the multitude. It reminds me of a time when um, a, a, a while ago, many years ago now, um, we were in uh, my my father was a pastor in the Bronx. And amen, I was serving unto him. And one Thanksgiving day, we decided to um, uh, it was coming around Thanksgiving. And we decided that Sunday before Thanksgiving to just amen, give a meal to the community. And we had a, 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 a sister in our church who knew people in the community and we made a flight. We gave out the information, come to the church because we're giving food. And I remember that Sunday when, when I looked at the audience, the, the place was filled to capacity. Our church had never been that full. Never been that full. Uh, but when we did the altar call, no one came to the altar. Amen. And then when we came back the following Sunday, None of those people that came, amen, that Sunday came the next Sunday. Why? Because when they came, we offered them free food. And so they came for what we offered. We offered free food and they came for the free food, but that was all that they wanted from the Lord and that's all that they wanted from us. But there's another level to following Christ. 
There's another level. Amen. Uh, the Bible says God, Jesus went on and he, he, he left this crowd and he came back another day and he came back to be with the crowd. And the Bible says that, amen, when he sat with the crowd this time, they expected more stuff. They expected more food and they expected more miracles. But this time Jesus didn't come to just give free food. Amen. Jesus came because he wanted them to know, amen, that he was more than just an ATM machine for blessing, but that he had more to give. He had something to give that not only satisfied hunger of the body, amen, but that he had that God sent him because he could satisfy the hungry soul. Oh, glory to God. He said to the crowd that as he sat with them, he said, I am the bread of life. Glory to God. If you come to me, I, you will never hunger. If you believe in me, you'll never thirst. Hallelujah. And so for those who are willing, amen, to be true disciples, those who are willing to follow him, God offers so much more than just benefits. He offers, hallelujah. He says, I offer spirit and I offer life. Glory to God. But in order to, amen, receive these things, praise the Lord, it requires a level of commitment. It requires, amen, a deep determination to follow him. Amen, it, it requires, amen, the Bible says these, these disciples who followed, and that's the text, the word, the Bible uses these disciples, not the multitude, but the disciples as they followed him. Amen, initially they were enthusiastic, they were excited about following Jesus and they were excited about the miracles and they were excited because they got to participate, amen, in the things that God was doing in that moment. Glory to God. Amen. I remember, amen, being saved. That part of being saved initially is the excitement of the gospel. The gospel is exciting. Hallelujah. Serving God is exciting. Serving God is fulfilling. Serving God changes our lives. Amen. As we get to participate, amen, in the things of God and knowing God. But discipleship also requires following God in this way requires that sometimes, amen, Jesus says things to us. Sometimes life does things to us that we don't quite understand. Glory to God. Jesus began to challenge them, amen, to think deeper. Amen. God wanted to be there all in all, they wanted Jesus to be a rabbi and to just teach and they would go home and they would come back. They were in a synagogue in Capernaum and that's all they wanted Jesus to be. They, they wanted to compartmentalize Jesus and say, Lord, when it's time to teach, teach us. Amen. And then we'll go home. But but as he spoke to them, what he was really saying, he began to say, I am the bread of life. I am that bread that came down from heaven. What Jesus was telling them and what Jesus tells this generation is that I want to be your everything. Glory to God. I, I don't want you to just put me in a box, but I want, I want that, that when you, that when you seek me, that you seek me for every part of your life. This generation, God is calling us, glory to God, amen, to, to be like previous generations who, when they serve God, they serve God with their everything. God was there. God provided. What Jesus is saying here is whatever you need, I am he that gives it to you. You may have a job and you may have thought that you receive what you receive from God because of your abilities. But Jesus in every step of the way is letting the people of God know, though 2000 years ago and today, that I am all that you need. 
That job you have comes from the Lord. That house you have comes from the Lord. Amen. That spouse you have, the blessings that you have come from the Lord. And I want you to know, amen, that I am all that you need. Jesus's word, hallelujah, began to challenge the disciples. Amen. Because as he pushed them, he began to say strange things. Amen. Now, we have to be honest because of 2000 years of church history and we understand the Bible. When we read what Jesus says, we we clearly understand it. Amen. But I want to be honest to you. Amen. If I was those with those Jewish ears 2000 years ago and I heard Jesus say, I want you to I don't want you to just know that I'm the, the bread that comes from heaven, but I want you to eat this flesh. He says, take my flesh, eat my flesh, drink my blood. And when they heard these words, it scandalized them. Amen. The Jewish heart, because they didn't drink blood. They didn't, amen, drink blood and they didn't cannibalize it. So what Jesus was saying to them was something difficult to hear. And yet Christ wants to know that if I say and do things in your life that you don't understand. Sometimes Jesus in our lives, we, we get to a place in our lives where we don't understand what Christ is doing. One of the things about serving the Lord for me, praise God, that I didn't know when I was 14 years old is that sometimes Jesus would have me into situations. The Lord would put me in situations that disappointed me, that that I would I would find myself in places. Amen. Whether it's at my job or even sometime in the church, wherever I would find myself in places of deep disappointment. And, 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 and I could not deny that, that God called me to be here, that, that I wasn't here out of my own volition, but I'm at a place because I've been following the Lord. Sometimes we follow the Lord and again, young people, as you grow, you'll find that you'll find yourself in places where, amen, you, you challenge God and you say, Lord, why am I going through this? Lord, why do you have me in this place? Why do you have me at this job? Why am I with this church? You, you'll have all kinds of questions and God wants you to, God asks us the question that he asked Peter because sometimes we just don't understand what the Lord is doing. Amen. Sometimes we don't understand what the Lord is saying. Sometimes we don't agree with what the Lord is doing. And sometimes we don't agree with what the Lord is saying. Those who didn't understand Jesus, those who didn't believe Jesus, those who were upset by his words, the Bible says many of his disciples walked away. That day they walked away from Jesus. They walked away because he said things and did things that they didn't agree with or didn't like. And I believe Jesus was deeply hurt in disappointment. I, as a leader, amen, over my lifetime, I've seen people walk away. People walk away sometimes from ministry and amen, as a leader, amen, we, we might sit there and look really cool, but it hurts sometimes, amen? And I so I know that it hurt Jesus. And so Jesus turned around to his disciples after having so many people after having fed the multitude and the multitude is not there after being around these many disciples and the disciples are no longer there. He turned around to those he had chosen and asked the question, praise God that we find in the text. Will you also go away? Praise God. And what we find, amen, is in Peter's answer is this, is this beautiful answer that has blessed my heart almost all my life. He says, he says, he said unto him, he said, then Simon Peter answered him. He says, Lord, to whom shall we go? 
Glory to God. Where am I going to go, Lord? He says, the others have gone. The multitude is not here. Your, your, the, 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 those who call themselves the disciples are, are, have, have, have gone. But Lord, where can I go? And, and, I, and I believe, amen, that Peter looked over his life and he remembered the moment he met Jesus where he was. Just a fisherman. And at that time, he was an unsuccessful fisherman. He couldn't, he couldn't fish to save his life. He had lost the touch. And his, his life would have been much mundane, but he met Jesus Christ. And after he met Jesus Christ, his life was never the same. He saw the miracles of God. He saw healing in his family. Amen. His life had been transformed. And so Paul, Peter says to Jesus, Lord, where can we go? In my own life, hallelujah, amen, whenever I find myself questioning God and, and, and challenged to, to stay in whole firm, amen, to my, to my commitment to Jesus, I say that that's something that, that I, I reflect on. I say, Lord, when I look back over my life, that's the song we sing. We say, Lord, when I look back over my life and I think things over, I can truly say that I've been blessed that I have a testimony. When I look over my life and I, and I look at, at all that the Lord has done in my life and all the places I've been and all the things I've experienced, I know that I, I am that I am and I am where I am because of the blood of Jesus Christ. I am who I am. I am where I am. I'm as blessed as I am because of Jesus' love and I can't let him go. Glory to God. We sing a song, sometimes it says, Jesus is the best thing that ever happened. Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to me. And so Simon Peter's answer, amen, to Jesus was a wonderful answer. His life had been changed. But that answer, to some degree, is a little transactional. It speaks to the fact that, Lord, I really don't have any better place to go. Amen. And so on some level, that's the truth. So on some level, amen, we follow him because there's nothing better for us. We follow him because if I don't follow him, amen, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know where he's taking me, but I know without him, I'm in trouble. And Peter knew that without him, he was in trouble. So I thank God that Peter went just a little bit further. Praise God. He, he went further. He's not only, amen, does he answer Lord to where should we go? He says, and, and that you have the words of eternal life. You changed my life. But what I love here is verse 69. He says, and we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Glory to God. And what Peter is saying here, if we were just to, amen, give it uh, to, 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 to modernize it. This is what Peter was saying. Lord, we already believe. I, I already believe. This is, this is powerful because as believers, we have to make that decision that no matter the day I got saved, praise God, I made my choice that every day after I would still believe. Glory to God. And each and every one of us, we're here tonight, amen, because we made up in our mind, amen, that Lord, no matter what you say, I already believe. No matter what I go through, already believe. No, no matter, amen, what I face, even when I don't understand what's happening in my life, Lord, I already believe. 
No, no matter how disappointed I may become with circumstances in my life and the challenges that I face, because sometimes we face challenges and we say, Lord, why are you allowing me to go through this? And yet no matter what we face, we have to come to the place where we say, Lord, I've already made my decision to believe. I don't understand, but I believe. I don't agree, but I believe. Lord, I'm a, a, I might be upset with you, Lord, because sometimes we get up, well, at least I do sometimes. And, and I, we, but yet, no matter what I face, no matter how I feel, it's not about my feelings. It's not about my situation. It's about the fact that I trust God. Hallelujah. Lord, I trust you with my life. I, I trust you that wherever I go, hallelujah, I, 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 people may leave you because your words sound uh, 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 ridiculous to them, but Lord, whatever you say to me, I trust and I believe. I don't know where uh, my life will lead and I don't know where my life will go from this point on, but Lord, what I know, amen, is that you've never, you haven't failed me yet. And I know, glory to God, that you have a purpose for my life. And I know that the way that I take, when you have tried me, I shall come forth as pure gold. And so tonight, what motivates us as believers is, amen, we come to a close. What, what should motivate each and every one of us as believers tonight, amen, is not, amen, uh, what he gives me. Glory to God. And the Lord has blessed me. It's not only, amen, what I hear in my heart and hear him say to me from time to time. Amen. Because sometimes I'll understand it and sometimes I won't. But what is clear to each and every one of us has to be tonight that no matter what, I already I've chosen to believe. And because I've chosen to believe, I know, Lord, that amen. Uh, when when I when we get to this hard part, because there were some things that there's some things that we just won't understand until some time. Looking back over my life, and I'm going to close, looking back over my life, there's a lot of things that, that in the moment I just didn't understand. I, I, there's some things, amen, and those are personal conversations, but those are some things that you just don't understand. But when we believe in God, we believe in his saving grace, his keeping power, his purpose for our lives, we will find, amen, that, amen, later on, Amen. The best thing we could ever do is hold on to Jesus. So tonight, let's continue to believe wherever you are tonight. The invitation is to come. Amen. If you don't know him, come to know who Christ is and come to choose in, in your heart to believe him all the way. Amen. May God bless you tonight. May heaven smile upon you.